This is Boyfriend Talk with Carlos and Jose. Hey everyone, welcome to the show and happy October. We're finally in October. I feel that once Halloween hits in a couple weeks, the year is going to go by so quick because we're going to be in the holidays. Hey Jose, how are you? I'm great. I hope everybody's doing great and having a great week. We are in finally in October, so happy Halloween to everybody out there. Well, it's not Halloween just yet. <laughs> Obviously, but it is Halloween season, so um, happy Halloween time. Yeah, th- I think this is my favorite part of the year, fall, <laughs> just because, you know, the, the colors in the trees are changing and the weather's changing also. I don't know where you live, but nowhere where we live are the trees changing or the weather or anything. It's still summer. <laughs> well, they're changing on TV. And plus, this is the season where, um, you know, Hocus Pocus and everything scary is out there. And I'm really, really excited about that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, Jose's having a laugh attack here, so let's get right into the show with our trends of the week. Jose, do you have your trend of the week ready? Yeah, uh, my trend of the week this week again. We're gonna go for two trends this week because that's just me. I like to do things extra. If you know me, uh, my first trend of the week was um, Netflix on Netflix. Um, Spears, no wait, Britney versus Spears. I think that's the name of it, which came out on Tuesday, and you know it's very like eye-opening in regards to the people that were with her and with Britney Spears, and you know that her family members and people that work for her, personal assistant, which I don't know why she was on there because she couldn't say much so they should have just never allowed her to go on there um but she's known them for a long time she was if i'm not mistaken she was like the person on her first music video too um so if you follow britney spears you know that she's been with her for a long time so she has a lot to say but obviously she can't say a lot and then my second trend of the week is uh universal we went to universal just um over the weekend and we got to try out the new velocicost coaster velocity coaster um which was amazing was great um it was like whoa um but it was amazing so yeah those are good trends um you know in regards to your first trend britney spears i agree with you i feel the assistant was maybe under a lot of um contracts or some sort of censorship that she really couldn't speak out um the whole documentary i feel I don't know. I feel it was a little bit crazy. You know, I do feel bad for Brittany, but I do feel that, you know, she may have agreed to the conservatorship at first. And then, you know, she pushed it away. She wasn't for it anymore. Um, you know, I feel that she is um, a great artist, you know, and she's been through a lot of tough times, but, you know, maybe that's what her parents needed her to do you know maybe you know they wanted to control her somehow and this was a way to control her um i don't know what your thoughts on that are um i feel i mean i looking back at her if you look back at her career and then you look back at her track record i feel like you know and then you look at like different works that she's done through her being in a conservatorship you like realize well maybe she did want it at first and she was okay with it at first maybe she thought maybe I'll just be under this conservative and things will work out. You know, they'll let me go back to my normal life afterwards. You know, I'll, I'll do, um, that documentary, which I love my favorite documentary of, um, from MTV off the record with her when they're like, they're in their hotel room and they're just talking after the BMAs after she releases circus. And then she talks a lot about her life and everything that went on during those 2007 event dates that's my favorite documentary from her that I that I have on DVD and I watch all the time. Um, but, you know, I feel like she thought maybe, oh, I'll just go along with it at first and I'm sure they'll let me go back to normal because I'm capable of working. I'm capable of producing my own show. I'm capable of producing an album, winning all those awards. And maybe her parents and lawyers were just getting that money and just making, you know, 
um, making her work so she can get money. And then she apparently at this point, she had enough. So that's where, you know, this is all taking coming to light and like taking prayers now. That's my thought on it. You know, and I'm just playing devil's advocate here because I love Britney. You know, I feel what they did to her was wrong. But, you know, just going back to all her meltdowns that she had earlier in the 2000s, you know, is um, do you think that this could have been something that she really needed or could it have been avoided? I think, you know, just going back to those um, to those events that happened, you know, like Umbrella Gate, um, you know, of course, her being on like these, you know, meds that really fucked her up, fucked her in the head when she shaved her head. You know, I'm not saying normal people don't do that, but you know, she was under definitely some kind of distress. You know, I feel that when I saw those events, I felt maybe she couldn't just handle her her money well. And this is the reason that her parents did this. In my opinion, you know, like I said, I'm playing devil's advocate here. I love Brittany. I, I, she shouldn't have gone through that. No one deserves to go through that. But, you know. No, I, I totally agree. I think, like, if you look back at it and you're like, oh, she's going through all these things. And I feel like it's a lot. Sometimes it's a lot to people for people to handle. But we're just looking from the outside in. We don't know what these people, what celebrities and, you know, people go through on a day-to-day -day life. And you have people following you, people, like, outside your window taking pictures of you. And they want to get that money shot. You know, they, they're trying to make that money out of you. And, um, you know, I do feel like it was it was something that probably was needed for her. But do I think it, it needed to last this long from from all the way from 2017 to 2021 no i don't think it needed to last this long i feel that some time in between that she did get better she you know she was better she was working in in her um las vegas residency she did a she did a world tour she did you know a lot of different things that i think people under um different mental issues or um capacities wouldn't be able to do so i don't think it should have lasted this long but i do agree with you that it, it probably needed to to start that took effect and made her life better. Well, thankfully it's over. Um, you know, this is finally over from what I saw on the news um, that, you know, her dad said that he didn't want to be her um, conservator anymore. So hopefully this is over for her. Hopefully she can move on. You know, I want to know what people's opinions are because I know a lot of my friends um, and a lot of listeners out there have watched this Britney versus Spears documentary. They have a lot of um, thoughts in regard to Britney Spears. So definitely come at us on Instagram and on all of our other social medias and let us know what you think of that specific documentary. What do you think about, you know, this whole situation on Britney Spears? But moving right along to your second point, um, trend of the week. We did go to Universal this weekend. Velocicopter was great. Um, that was my favorite ride. I think that's going to be one of my new favorite rides of Universal. I don't know how you feel about that. Um, you know, it was really intense. It was extremely intense. I was not expecting it. Like, I, uh, there was moments that I felt like I was about to fall off. Because, um, you know, you're not harnessed like in normal roller coaster where they have, like, you know, over-the-shoulder stuff. And you're going, like, super, super quick. And you're going like over water and um like you almost feel like you could touch the water and yeah i think it was one of the greatest roller coasters it was really good you know we didn't get to experience it together because we rode the single rider line um i mean we got to experience we rode the same um car but not sat next to each other but i think it was still really cool um you know it was really fast a ton of flips. I really wasn't expecting it. Um, and I definitely recommend everyone who goes to islands slash universal to, to go on that ride. I didn't really get to experience much this time because I feel like I'm getting older and I'm getting more and more sicker. Um, you know, I felt really bad for you, Jose, because you had to do a lot of the rides by yourself. But, you know, as I get older, I just feel like everything makes me sick nowadays. Yeah, I did have to do a lot of things by myself. Single rider line, uh, junkie here all day at Universal yesterday, but um, it was fine. It was um, it was fun, and I really loved the ride. And I, like I said, it was a really great roller coaster. I think it was really well done. Um, I don't know if it's my favorite one. It was. I mean, it's definitely like very surprising and very fast. A lot of uh, 
loops that I didn't realize it had, and then a lot like a big drop that I re- didn't realize it had either. But it was, um, I mean, personally for me, I'm not a huge roller coaster, and I was having like a little panic attack while waiting to get on it. But overall, it was good, and I enjoy myself um, doing the single riders. You said it's not your favorite, but do you have a favorite roller coaster at Islands or Universal Studio or a favorite ride in specific? Uh, my favorite ride, I think, at uh, Islands, um, if we're just talking about Islands and Universal, I think my favorite ride at Islands is definitely um, Hagrid's um, roller coaster, which we didn't get to go on because um, it was raining. So, yes. Yeah, it was raining, and I also think someone was stuck on that roller coaster because that cart was stopped. I mean, I can't confirm or deny it, but I truly believe there were people stuck on that due to the rain. But unfortunately, I didn't get to experience that ride. I mean, I got to experience the line ride, which was the two-hour wait or 50-minute wait that we had to wait to get on that ride. And then we were all the way at the end, and then, you know, it shut down. Like everything that we've been going on lately, because we did at Disney – you know, it was the same thing. We waited forever and couldn't get on test track. So I feel like someone's cursed and it might be you. Oh, that's fine. I'll just go by myself like I always do. Well, yeah. anyway. All right. So let's let's go to my trends of the week. You know, I'm going to go with two, two, just because you went with two now. And now I feel pressured. But um, my first trend is a little light. Um, it's on the lighter side. It's on a happy mood. My trend of the week is Hocus Pocus throughout the month of October. Hocus Pocus is going to be on Freeform for like 20 times, and I'm probably going to watch all of them. We're actually watching it right now, but it's on mute um, as we record because it's on Freeform. Um, And it's on Disney Plus, and, you know, I could probably watch it every day if I wanted to. Um, I feel, like I said earlier, this is my favorite time of the year just because it's spooky season. Hocus Pocus is really not a, um, a spooky movie, but... You know, I really do love it. It kind of just brings out the kid in me and it brings out, um, you know, I don't know. I just want to chill and be by a fireplace. And, you know, it just reminds me of fall. And I love this time. Um, I don't know. You're laughing over there, but it's true. I don't know. I'm just laughing because you're old and you can't get on a motion uh, sensor ride at Universal. So you're good with like just sitting home with the fireplace watching Hocus Pocus. Absolutely. You know, I honestly, I think everyone and all the listeners out there, I think they would prefer, you know, sitting at home, cuddling, you know, fall weather outside, watching Hocus Pocus by a fireplace, maybe with a cup of hot cocoa, because, you know, I don't drink pumpkin spice, but for all the pumpkin spice lovers out there, you know, you could also be enjoying that. Um, So this is just my favorite time of the year. Hocus Pocus, if you haven't watched it, I'm sure everybody has, but... If you haven't watched it, come over and watch it with me. I mean, why not? And then my second trend of the week this week is a little more intense and more serious. Um, You know, I'm going to mention again Maya Marcano. You know, she's this missing 19-year-old girl from Orlando. You know, I'm taking this very personally because I feel that she um, wasn't portrayed much in the media as Gabby Petito was. You know, I feel like there's still a lot of colorism out there in the news. And, you know, I feel that there could have been much more media attention and media coverage on the story um, than there was. You know, I like I like I said last week, I don't want to blame it on racial or colorism, but I feel that that's the reason that she wasn't um, covered as much because I felt like even when um, Maya disappeared, everyone was still focusing on Gabby. You know, unfortunately, they they did recently find her body. Um, and, you know, it just was very heartbreaking to me because I feel like as a society, we failed this girl. And every time that a colored person goes missing or is killed or, you know, any type of minority, you know, LGBT, trans, any type of minority is killed. I feel like we as a society owed them much more than they did and we failed them. And I feel like this was the case with Maya. Um, you know, we, we could have probably done much more as a society. You know, I felt like the apartments that she lived in could have done much more because this was a maintenance worker that went into her house and, you know, killed her. You know, I'm assuming, you know, I, I don't know those specific facts, but, you know, obviously 
that maintenance and those apartments could have done such so much more. And I hope that, you know, the her parents, Maya's parents, sue the hell out of those people because, you know, it is wrong for their maintenance worker to take a key and unlock that girl's door. If there's no maintenance order, if there's nothing going on that needs their attention in that apartment home. So, you know, I, I'm full force on that. What do you think about that? Now, while we can't confirm or deny that he had anything to do with it, you know, because it hasn't, it's just speculations at this point. Um, you know, he did kill himself. So, I mean, obviously, I think you killing yourself has something to do with, you know, making a point, um, you know, with the murder. Um, but I, I mean, I feel like, you know, she, this happened in our own backyard. Like this happened, this girl went to UCF where you go to, to school at, um, which is less than like 10 minutes from where we live. You know, she, this is our own backyard. We were still, when she went missing, we were still talking about Gabby, even in our, in our society, like in our, um, you know, in our area and our local news, like she didn't make the news until after two weeks that she was missing. It wasn't like the case of, of Gabby where she was immediately all over, all over the news. It, you know, it's, it's really sad that, you know, again, another um, victim of the system, you know, because of being, I don't know if because she was Spanish, black, whatever, you know, the case maybe it's like, it feels like it, it keeps happening again. Like we keep letting these people down because they're not white, you know, brown with blue eyes, you know, and that's not what, you know, attracts the news at, you know, at a national level. That's just my opinion on that. Right. And I feel that, you know, there's definitely more people of color out there missing, you know what I mean? And, you know, like you said, it doesn't attract the news for some reason or the other. Um, and, and it's a very shameful. And, you know, I hope that, I hope that, you know, justice is served for this family because this is awful. You know, that girl had a lot of life ahead of her and, you know, it's, it's definitely very, 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 very heartbreaking. And, you know, like I said, I hope that the people responsible, you know, anybody that played some sort of part gets what they deserve. Like, for example, like I said, that that apartment complex, you know, I hope that um, apartment complexes go into deeper um, detail and, you know, hold their workers accountable and, you know, maybe make stricter rules about who has keys for these apartments um, you know, and, and just always be safe. You know, if you're a single woman out there listening to this, just be safe. You know what I mean? Practice, you know, not practice, try and make it seem like maybe you live with someone else. Um, have preventable measures. You know what I mean? Um, have 911 on speed dial, have people on speed dial that you can call if something ever happens to you. You know, unfortunately, if someone's in your house with a master key and you walk in, you know, and they're hiding somewhere, like I said, this is all pure, pure speculation, but I don't know if there's much you can do about it. But like I said, this is heartbreaking. Um, and I want to know everybody's thoughts on on this. What do you think is the media um, really showing like colorism are they is the media racist what do you think on that you know what i mean are the media only showing the white people that go missing and forgetting about the colored people that go missing if we would go missing right now you know i'm colored a am i going to be on the news or you know is you know my my counterpart the white person going to be more prominent on the news because they're white so Come at me with your thoughts. I definitely want to know. You know, write write us um, anywhere. IG, our email, Facebook. Um, you know, come at us. Yeah, definitely. So I, we would love to hear your, your thoughts on our trends of the week this week. Um, you can follow us and and let us know your thoughts or send us a DM on our social media channels, um, Twitter, uh, Instagram, and TikTok at Boyfriend Talk ninety. Or if you want to shoot us an email um, at boyfriendtalk90, no, boyfriendtalk90 at gmail.com. And if you want to be future on the show as well, um, head us up and, you know, we can work something out. And, you know, I, I, um, definitely, you know, f let us know what your thoughts on um, my trends of the week, Carlos' trends of the week. But, you know, overall, I know that was a, you know, touchy subject in regards to, um her murder but um we do have a great show today um later on we'll be joined by my friend sylvia um 
No, we're not. We're actually going to be joined by Raquel. <laughs> I don't know where you guys over here from, but um, we're going to be joined by Raquel Aranda. She is going to be joining us for Cheating Part 2, and I'm really excited. So, you know, stay tuned for that. She has a lot, a lot of content on cheating, and she's going to be basically, basically telling us her story, you know, um, and I'm really excited to hear it. My mistake, people, I am getting my schedules messed up because I'm not looking at my planner, so I do apologize um, to anybody out there, but we will be joined by Raquel later on today, um, and she has um, some interesting topics to talk about, and I can't wait to discuss those with her. With her. All right, let's get our wine ready while we take a break. That way we can welcome Raquel and start having this conversation. Mine one's already working, so yeah, we'll just go for that break. Hey everyone, welcome back. We are finally back with Raquel Aranda, my best friend. I am so excited to have her on the show. How excited are you to have her, Jose? I'm very excited because this is going to be part two of our cheating episode, which a lot of people love. So yeah. Yeah, we definitely had a lot of good feedback on the cheating episode, so I'm really excited that Raquel volunteered her time and volunteered to share her um, story. Hey, girl, how are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. I'm very excited to have you. Thanks for joining us. Um, you were a total victim of cheating. Why don't we start from the beginning? How long were you and your ex together? Uh, we were together for three years. Wow. Did in the in the um in those three years did you have any idea that he could possibly be cheating on you? I mean, I wasn't the most secure person in my relationship, so I feel like, you know, there were doubts because in my relationship before that I was cheated on. So um but to the extent of how much he was cheating and the betrayal, I I had no idea. Wow, I'm definitely sorry to hear that. I definitely want you to go into more detail about your story. Let the listeners know you know, um, what happened, how you came about finding out that you were cheating on. You don't have to say any names, of course, um, but definitely tell us your story. We're definitely here um, and ready to listen. Okay, so um, I was in a three-year relationship with my ex, and we share a beautiful daughter together, um, and she'll be four soon. But, um, you know, so I'm just going to kind of just jump to the yeah, part yeah, where I found out. Um, so I was eight months pregnant. And we were living together. I checked our mail and um, I seen that he, he had been served child support papers. And wow. I'm, yeah, and I'm eight months pregnant. So I have, I'm like, okay, you know, I didn't know that I could serve him child support papers at eight months pregnant. And, you know, as far as I knew, our relationship was fine. We're about to welcome a child and start a family together. And um, so I opened the paper and I find the girl, of course, I message her on Facebook. Um, at the time, I did have Facebook. I don't have any social media. I think it's bad for your mental health, oh, just yeah. so everybody knows. Um, but yeah, so I messaged the girl on Facebook. We communicated. She showed me receipts. And um, that was, I would say, October, November of 2017. And by that December, the paternity results came back that he was the father. Oh and God. then... Yes. And then about a month after um, I had my daughter, I got a message from a girl on Facebook saying that she had his son. Yes, another girl. Um, wow. Yes, yeah, so it was very devastating, heartbreaking, um, sad. Um, because I, initially I thought that the girl that messaged me on Facebook was in cahoots with the original, you know, baby mama. And they were just trying to start drama. Um, but no, it ended up being true. Um, so he had a son and daughter before, uh, we welcomed our daughter and I honestly had no idea. I mean, he had those girls pregnant before we had even moved in together. So, and I'm the type of person when I'm in a relationship, like I'm not checking you where you're at all the time. And like I said, we weren't living together, so I'm not security watching you 24 seven and you're a grown man, you know? what's right and what is wrong and at the end of the day you know we obviously separated and it's a, it was a sad situation 
definitely devastating. But um, being a victim of something like that is, you know, he didn't just cheat, you know, you brought life into the world. And that's just a whole different level of disrespect. Yeah, I definitely agree. That's crazy. What do you think about this, Jose? I am in chalk right now. So, so far, it's two people. Were there more than that? Do you think there's more than that? Do you think there's any other kids out there? Like, it's just shocking. Yes. Uh, shocking is a under, as a, what do they say? What's the word? Understatement. <laughs> yes. <laughs> shocking is an understatement. Yes. Um. So, no, right now it's only the two people, but who knows? I mean, hey, I don't know if he wants to have more kids. That's his problem, not mine. Um, but as far as I know, it was just the two and who knows if there were more out there as far as whether he fathered a child with them or not. But, you know, to me, that just shows you that I was with an insecure person. Um, because when somebody cheats to that extent, it has nothing to do with you. And that's something that's important to know as like sad and, um, devastating as it is, it's important to know that. When somebody's cheating, it's more of a reflection of the person that they are and not you. And that's important to know. So do you feel, I know that, I mean, it's confirmed that he cheated on you twice, but do you feel, or do you know, have you asked, Hey, have you cheated on me more than twice? Um, no, because honestly, there's no point. I mean, when you're bringing life into the world with somebody else, that's not even your partner. It's like, does the other ones that you're just having sex with even matter? I mean, because now you're bringing, you're sharing life with somebody and life is forever. You know what I mean? And that's such a special moment and a special bond that you only share with people that you love. And, you know, he was sharing those moments with people he didn't even care about. Yeah. And and it's crazy just because, you know, he not only put, he not only cheated on you, but I feel like he also put you in danger by having unprotected sex with these females because, you know, in the gay community, there's, you know, diseases always going up around, but also in the straight community, you never know who you're sleeping with and you never know um, if these girls have some type of disease. And, you know, you were exposed to that because I'm sure that he came home eventually and had sex with you and it was also unprotected sex. Absolutely. And that's another thing is like you feel nasty, you feel disgusting, you feel embarrassed, you feel ashamed, even though you're not even the person who cheated, you do feel all of those things. And, um, you know, like I said, you know, in the beginning, of course, anybody who's ever been cheated on, of course, in the beginning, you feel like it's your fault, you're trying to figure out where did it go wrong? What did I do? And like I said, it's just really important to understand that when people cheat, it is a reflection of themselves, not you they're lacking something they're missing something it's not you and nine times out of ten it has more to do with the person that's cheating than the person that's getting cheated on absolutely i i definitely agree i mean you know and, and that was uh one of my follow-up questions to you and i hate putting blame on a victim because a blame uh blame should never be on a victim but do you feel i mean and i i feel ashamed for asking this question but do you feel that any of it was your fault at all or do you put 100% blame on the guy that cheated on you? Um, I definitely feel like I could have been a better person in my relationship. I could have been a better partner. And I just feel like in general, anybody can be a better person than they were yesterday. So I'm not going to say that I blame myself because I most definitely don't. But in the beginning, yes, I did. Because as a person who cheats like that, they're narcissists, they're manipulators. And for a very, very long time, I held myself, you know, responsible for something that I had no control over, you know, like you don't have control over other people's actions. We're grown. We know what we do and what we don't do, you know? That's a very interesting point. Do you think that those things affected you after that and getting into another relationship? Um, definitely. Yes. But I didn't get into another relationship until I felt secure with myself and, um, felt like my mind was clear, you know, but for sure it definitely affected me one because, you know, we were together for three years. I just had a kid, your body changes, your body is not like it was when you're a teenager or in your early twenties. So, um, and I did stay around and I feel like I stayed around because I was insecure and because, 
I didn't feel like I was worthy, you know, and I stayed for a while, even after I found out about these other girls and these other children, because I just, I didn't have a backbone at that time. I was going through a lot emotionally, hormones, you know, especially after having a kid. So um, it took me a while to bounce back, but I didn't start dating again until probably my daughter was two. Um, But it's important to not um, try to compare relationships, I guess you could say, because not every person is the same. And even though like my last two relationships, I had been cheated on, I have vowed to never be like a man basher, like, oh, all men are the same, because you're never going to find love being that way. And, you know, and I know all men are not the same. So I wasn't going to let him stop me from finding love again. Now, I'm sure the listeners are curious. I'm curious. At any point, did you try to save your relationship? I mean, because I understand that he cheated on you. I'm I'm playing devil's advocate here, but it could have just been a one fall. You know what I mean? At any point. But it was two. <laughs> no, I, I understand, but... You know, and it, it's funny now. At the time, it was definitely not funny. But did you try and save your relationship? Did he try and save your relationship? What happened, you know, after you found out, hey, you know, he got two girls pregnant. He cheated on me. Are we going to work this out? Are we not going to work this out? Do you also feel if you wouldn't have been pregnant, would you stay longer? Or would it just ended it right away after you found out that he cheated on you and got two girls pregnant? Do you think that made a difference, like you being pregnant? Yes. So most definitely, if I wasn't pregnant, I would have dipped immediately, you know, because there's nothing holding me there. But being someone who came from a broken family, a family has always been important to me. So I feel like that was part of the pretty much almost the main reason why I stayed was because I wanted to give my daughter a two parent home. But at the same time, for people out there who are thinking about their children, you also have to think, you want to be a happy parent. And I wasn't happy in that relationship. So I wouldn't have been a happy mom. I wouldn't have been a good mom because I wasn't happy. So I had to think about that because for almost a good year, like I cried, I was depressed. I was sad. I was devastated, you know? And um, so it's just important for people to know, like if you are in a relationship and you're struggling, if you should leave or not, your sanity is more important than good dick money. Like for real, like your sanity is more important than having a two parent home. Your sanity is more important than all these little things that he might want to buy you. Like, cause that's only going to give you happiness for instant gratification. That's all that is, but a lifelong happy life and everything. You have to look for that within yourself. And you know what I mean? Like you can't depend on somebody. I agree. I agree. But did back to back to my point before Jose um, may ask his question. Did you try and save the relationship or did he try and save the relationship or was there no no really working anything out? Um, when I found out about the first girl, like I said, I was eight months pregnant. So, you know, reconciliation obviously was, you know, considered because I hadn't even had my daughter yet. Um, and I do understand people make mistakes and I'm and I know he didn't want to have a kid with the girl, but that's what happened. And at the end of the day, she's the one that decided to keep the child, even though he didn't want the child. You know, that's just that's her her right as a woman. So um, but I did try to save it, you know, even when I found out about the first girl. But when I found out about the second girl in my heart, I knew it was over, but I wasn't ready to completely, you know, sever the ties. But in my heart, I knew it was over. Well, I'm sorry to hear that. Um, I'm sure our, our listeners are sorry as well. This is a lot of crazy shit. If you don't have a drink in your hand, you might as well go get one because <laughs> <laughs> this is some crazy shit that we're listening to. Now, you said that before the last um, this relationship that we're talking about, you've been cheated on before. Um, did those pass? cheatings hurt as much as this cheating hurted you or not really no this was the ultimate betrayal this was the worst you know heartache that I had ever experienced and I think that if I wasn't pregnant 
Um, I mean, it still would have stung, you know what I mean? But it wouldn't have hurt as bad. But then it's also important to let the listeners know that I had two miscarriages before I got pregnant with my daughter. So finding out that, you know, he had already had these kids and, you know, I was kind of having problems getting pregnant. It was very even harder as a woman to take because you feel like, you know, like I said, are you not good enough? What did I do wrong? Um, you know, you just have a lot of doubts in your mind. No, I agree. It, it's crazy. And, you know, um, I feel that sometimes, and I, and I've said it, I've said this before, um, to you personally, um, I feel that people, broken people shouldn't get into relationships because they end up breaking other people that have nothing to do with anything. And I feel that this was the, the situation in your case, you know, he was broken. He had a lot of issues going on and, you know, he broke you who had no, no fault, you know, of your own. So. Yes. And it is really important. And that's why, um, it took me two years before I decided I wanted to date one, because now I have a child. And when you have a child, you have to move differently than when you were once single and, you know, could go out on a date with three different guys in one week, you know, not saying hooking up, but I'm just saying getting free food. Okay. (laughs) But (laughs) But it's just important, like, you know, that's why I waited so long. One, because I was still broken. I was sad. And then two, because I had a young daughter. Um, But, you know, I'm thankful for where I'm at in life right now because we do have a good co-parenting relationship. He's a great dad to our daughter. And that's all I can honestly be thankful for. Now, I have some questions because, you know, this topic really, you know, hit home for a lot of our listeners on our last episode of part one of cheating, did you have any signs at all that he was cheating? I mean, you know, was he pulling his phone away from you? Was he getting nervous around you? Any signs? Because a lot of people, and even I sometimes am in disbelief, like how could you not tell when someone is cheating? You know, there's always telltale signs that someone is, you know, being messy or going behind your back. Did you not have any type of clue? No, I mean, like I said, he got both of the girls pregnant um, before we even moved in together. And then when we moved in together, he had said, oh, I'm going to change my phone number because I don't want no exes calling me, which he did have a crazy ex that tried to break us up in the very beginning of our relationship. And she was, you know, pretty crazy. But some of the things that she said at the end of my relationship, I realized were true. But if she wasn't freaking a psychopath, then maybe I would have believed some of the things that she said. But just the way that, you know, she approached the situation, it she just seemed crazy, but she was probably hurt, you know, and um, not until the end is when I realized, like, you know, she was just a hurt person trying to warn me, but I didn't take it because she just was crazy. She, she you know, portrayed herself as a crazy person. What were some of the things she was trying to tell you that maybe could have forewarned you from this cheating? Um, She did say that you know, oh, he's like a manipulator. He'll make you think that you're crazy when you're really not. He's the crazy one. And it is true. Like back to your question, how you asked, like, I mean, I did want to have passwords to his phone and go through his phone, but he's a manipulator. And he would be like, oh, I don't like the way that you talk to me. Like I've grown as a person. And like I said, you know, I wasn't the perfect person in that relationship. And I did name calling, cussing and, you know, I was just an insecure person at the time. And um, so, you know, he would say, oh, you don't know how to talk to me. When you learn how to respect me, I'll give you the password to my phone. So then I, I'm good. You know, I feel like I was being treated like a child. I'm good. I'm not disrespecting you. I'm talking to you like a human being and this and this and that. And it'll be two, three weeks that we're good. And I ask for the password and you're like, it's another reason why you don't want to give it to me. So, yeah, there were doubts and stuff like that. But sometimes, you know, people do like the privacy of their phone. And that's kind of another excuse that he had gave me, too, is like, oh, you know, we share everything, blah, 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 blah. But if you don't have nothing to hide, why do you have a password on your phone? You know, there's just, you know, there were certain things. But at the same time, maybe I was naive or gullible. But I'm also not the person who harps on things either. I, listen, I'm the type of phone. I'm the type of person that doesn't like to give my password away on my phones either. You know, I know that Jose and I sometimes have the same argument at times because, you know, I like to keep my stuff private. 
he knows the password. He knows my phone password, but at the same time, it's not me cheating or, you know, I just want to have privacy. I, I mean, that's just, that's just the way I am. I don't see anything wrong with having your boyfriend or your partner's password to your, to their phone or social media, especially if you're not nothing to hide. If somebody has nothing to hide, I don't have an issue with having their social media or their phone password, really, because everything's handled on a phone now. Now, I, I, you mentioned that you reached out to one of those girls on Facebook after you received the letter. Were they friends on Facebook? Was he friends with these people on Facebook, on social media? Were, like, they're all from the same town? Like, what? what's some backstory to that? Yes. Yeah, so the girl actually went to our high school. Um, I didn't know about her, but, you know, on Facebook, you have mutual friends. And I had seen her pop up a few times. But I never knew her in high school, so I had no reason to add her as a friend because I didn't know you. But I had seen her like listed as like a mutual friend, and him and her they were friends on Facebook. But again, when we moved into our apartment, he changed his phone number. Oh, because I don't want us having any issues with crazy exes because he did have a crazy ex, so he used that as an excuse. He was a manipulator. He was a narcissist. So you know they you they kind of brainwash you. They really do, because when you leave that situation, you start to see things clearly and things start to, you know, you start to put the pieces together. You put the puzzle together and you're like, wow, you know, he really had me, you know. Yeah, that's that's a shame. You know, I'm, I'm definitely sorry that you had to go through that. How did you get yourself out of that rut, though? You know, uh, I know it takes time. Time heals everything. But were there anything that helped you get out of that bad place that you were in? Yes. So family and friends were definitely my um, backbone during that time. Because like I said, I was depressed. I was sad. Um, And I was like that for a very, very long time. But also for a long time, I kept looking at him to make me happy. I kept looking at him to try to make things right. I kept looking at him. You know, I wanted the, the truly... I'm sorry and this and that which yes he has apologized but did I feel like it was sincere no I didn't um but at the end of the day you know sometimes you're never going to get that apology and it's up to you on whether you're going to move on or not and the way that I navigated through that pain was you know talking to friends and family even though I was embarrassed and ashamed I think talking about it helped me the most and then also like I'm a Pinterest fanatic I love Pinterest And I have a board on there um, titled Say It Louder. And I just searched like for empowering quotes and I would just read them daily. Um, And that really actually helped me. The empowering quotes, you know, um, any quotes that are uplifting, positivity um, and positivity, having that positive attitude is super important because, um, you know, You can't look at somebody else for your happiness. You have to be happy with yourself. Even if you're not where you want to be in life, just be happy, be thankful, be grateful. And if you are all of those things, everything else will fall into place. Positivity is like the most important thing. And I think that's what really helped me get through the pain was just keeping a positive attitude and believing that everything happens for a reason because he's no longer my heartache or my headache. He's somebody else's heartache and headache. Amen to that, girl. You're you're definitely preaching. (laughs) I appreciate it because it's true. You know what I mean? You have to love yourself. And, and, you know, I think we've all been through that. Um, People in their 30s. And and if you haven't, I you know, kudos to you. But we've all been through depressing things in our life. And we've all been through breakups. We've all been through through some sort of thing that has tore us down. In your case, it was this cheating. And, you know, you have to rise like the phoenix. You know, it's, it's cliche to say that. But you just have to get get up and get going. And, you know, you had a reason to do that. You know what I mean? You had your daughter. Um, so I'm really definitely glad that you got out of that that situation. Now, I know that, you know, your daughter, you, you guys share a daughter. Does that make it awkward? You know, I know that you constantly have to see him. I mean, are you absolutely totally over him? Or do when you see him, do you get these, you know, bad feelings again, you know, how does that feel when you have to drop your daughter off to him? Um, Most definitely, like in the beginning, it was hard, because um, 
you know, he would try me like, oh, try to push up on me. And it's just like, no, like that's done and over with. Like you had your chance. You definitely fucking blew it. So <laughs> you're not getting another chance. Um, but it took a while for him to to get through his depression because even after these girls came out, you know what they say, what you do in the dark will come to the light. And I honestly feel like he thought that he dodged two bullets, but then bullets came back and got you in the ass. And um, he, so he was going through his own depression and kind of took it out on me, even though you're the one that cheated and had kids with other people. It's like, come on, you know, but um, he had his own demons to go through and I think he's in a better place. We have a better relationship, but no, I, I don't miss that. I don't um, reminisce on the times. The only, like I said, I'm just thankful that he's in my daughter's life because I grew up without my dad. He was an absent father. So I'm just really grateful that even though he may have abandoned his other kids and didn't want anything to do with them, he was always wanting to be a father to our daughter. And that's what gives me comfort is knowing that my daughter came from love. Even though the relationship ended, our child came from love. She was wanted, she was planned. And, you know, God blessed us with a beautiful daughter. He's a good dad. Um, and she loves him and, and he loves her, you know, she's his world. And that's all I can really honestly be thankful for. But I'm with someone now and, you know, it's definitely night and day. I feel like I'm with a man and not with a boy. So, you you know, if you feel like you're, you don't know where you're going, sometimes, you know, you have to let the out with the old and with the new, okay? And the person that I'm with now is just like a, a, a breath of fresh air. Well, that's good. Good for you. And I'll plug him in. Strawberry is his, um, AKA. <laughs> alone <laughs> it definitely has been great hearing your story i think you you know brought some great points and i'm very happy that you were able to move on from that and i hope that our listeners you know get encouragement if they're in a bad spot and help us then move on Yes, most definitely. It's important for people to know that if you're in a relationship or you're with a cheater, I'm not saying people people can't change. People can change. But just always remember your sanity and your happiness is more important than anybody in this world. And if you have children, remember your children need a happy, involved parent. And if you're depressed and sad and dealing with, you know, a cheater, you're not going to be happy because subconsciously, when you're angry at your partner, you take it out on your kids. And it's important that, you know, you don't do that because you want your kids to grow up with a happy parent. And if you're depressed and sad, then you're not happy. I agree. I agree with you. Let's take a quick break. We have more to catch up on and we'll be right back. We're back. We refilled our wine. I hope you did so as well during the break. So, you know, there's a couple questions that I that I think still remain. Um, you know, and and I feel that as I was growing up, there I would know women that would be in this vicious cycle of cheating that their men would cheat and they would stay with them. Um, and you know, they cheat again and they would stay with them because of the kids. What do you, what is your recommendation? You know, because I feel you got out, you got out on time, you know, you didn't, you had a, a baby, but you were like, I'm not saying, what are your recommendations to these, to these women that are just, you know, staying in this vicious cycle? Um, that's a tough one because it's sad to say, but some people stay in these bad relationships due to financial reasons. So, I mean, I was fortunate enough to, you know, have a, a decent paying job and was able to provide for me and my daughter without the help of her father. So like I said, I was fortunate enough. And I also had family that, you know, helped out as well. So people don't have a support system. So I guess you, I would say a support system is important to have because if you let your family know, because um, some people hide, you know, the abuse and the, things that they go through in their relationships. And even in my relationship, like it was more than just cheating. Like there was some abuse, you know, that went on, but it's like, I was able to get out of it because I had a good support system. 
and some people don't have that and it is unfortunate but um even if you don't have like a family or friends there i'm sure there are resources in your community that could help you out um you know so i mean if you feel like you're trapped you know because financial reasons there are definitely resources you just have to reach out you know um but definitely try to to remove yourself from that situation because your kids are suffering if you, if you have kids your kids are suffering too and that's something to always keep in mind that any pain and suffering that you're dealing with in a relationship no matter how little your kids are kids are very smart creatures and you can't hide everything from them um so it's just important you know just just try to find any resources friends family having a strong support system i i agree I agree. Very, um, you definitely need that strong support system because without that, you're nothing. And, you know, if you don't have good friends, you know, there's always people, um, that are willing to listen. If you don't have family, you know, there's always also people that are willing to listen and help out, you know, you can always Google, um, for your local, um, resources, um, to see if there's anything available. I know where, um, we grew up, there were a lot of resources available, so definitely check out um, Google, check out your local resources on that. Um, but, you know, what, what else, what else advice do you have to these, um, to these women that may be cheating on? And also just a quick question. Do you think people that she changed their lifestyle? Like, do you think if somebody cheated on me and we go through therapy and there you think do you think that's a possibility that you can work through something like that if you don't have a kid for anybody that's listening and has been cheated on i was cheated on in my past relationship and it took me four years to go back out into the dating world and i multiple different levels of cheating and i went back to that person after we broke up and we went back and forth and on and off and you know it was like a five-year relationship would I now looking back, I mean, I was like in my twenties, would I do it again? Probably not. I mean, if I would, if I could tell my, go back and tell my younger self, would I go through that again? I, I actually know better than that and not, you know, follow what I preach. So what do you think about that? Um, well, I can say that I was in a similar situation. I dated a guy for like a year and I had like a huge crush on him. Um, and we dated for like a year, the relationship ended and I wouldn't necessarily say that he cheated on me, but it wasn't like the best relationship. We were younger, like 18, 19, I don't remember, but anyways, we broke up and like, kind of like to your situation, I kept hooking up with him and, you know, being, you know, that doormat for almost three years. I mean, he wasn't the only person that I talked to, you know? I was still going out, having my fun, going to the club. I was in my early 20s, but I kind of felt like, oh, if I'm giving myself to this person sexually, then they will eventually want to get back in a relationship. But it was like, no, it's just an easy piece of ass. So, of course, they're going to keep coming back if you're making yourself available. But like you said, if if I could go back and tell my younger self, would I do that again? No, I wouldn't because you're putting yourself in a vulnerable situation um, do I think people can change? I do people think people can change. Um, like even with my ex that I have a child with, um, I'm I'm sure he could change, you know, but he's not going to be able to change on his own. He definitely needs therapy, counseling, um, because the ex- the extent of how he cheated someone like that definitely needs to see a therapist. Agreed on that. And another question on cheating. Um, do you think what are what do you consider cheating? I mean, this person that you were in a relationship, you had a child with, he had kids with the other one. That's definitely a high level of cheating. Would you consider different levels or different things that you can forgive? Talking to people online, texting, you know, sexual te- like text type of thing. Like, what do you consider? Is there is there like a limit to like something that you can forget of not uh, not forgetting that level of cheating? Because some people could consider you know you flirting with somebody down the street cheating or having kids um, with somebody else definitely cheating. Yes. Um, sending you know you know sexy Snapchats to somebody cheating. You know there's different levels of cheating nowadays that social media has grown. So what do you, what are your what is your take on that? Yes, I feel like social media makes it so much easier to cheat because I know that um, with my ex, the one girl 
that has his child. Um, even though we went to high school together, they were friends on Facebook and then messaging led to, you know, getting the phone number and then, oh, come over to my house and, oh, I'm pregnant, you know? So yeah, social media definitely um, is a lot easier, I feel like, to cheat these days. But cheating to me is basically entertaining anyone else than your partner, whether it's through text messages, IMing, DMing, PMing, what the hell ever you want to call it. Um, just if, if you... I feel like if you're emotionally feeding, uh, cheating doesn't have to be physical. Cheating can be emotional, mental. You know, if you feel like you're giving yourself to somebody emotionally and you have a partner, you're cheating on them. Amen. You know, yes. um, if you feel like you're daydreaming about this coworker because on you your 15 minute breaks, you have great conversation and you're daydreaming about them before you go to bed, that's cheating. What if you're having like wet dreams on someone? Because that'd be happening to me sometimes. <laughs> Bitch, don't make Jose kill you. <laughs> yeah, sometimes I know, I'd be having wet dreams. <laughs> well, I hope they're uh, from Jose. No, they're with someone that I hate. <laughs> no, it's so weird. <laughs> well, you might need to see a therapist then. <laughs> Bitch, you need to stop. <laughs> This is my first time hearing of this, but it's uh, definitely interesting. I'm glad I'm not the only one. Um, but I definitely do agree with Raquel. I think, you know, any if you're entertaining any type of entertaining of another person and you're having it, if you're taking time out of your day to entertain them and having constant conversations, it could be an innocent conversation, but that builds an emotional relationship with somebody. And whatever you feel might not be what the other person feels. Or, you know, some people don't care that you're in a relationship. They really don't, especially... Yeah, it's like a challenge for them to try to take, you know, that you from that relationship. So, yeah, I mean, there's toxic people out there. And I know in the gay world, like, they don't, you know, it's more open and they don't even care about that. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. Some people, um, and, and that's a funny thing, too, is like with me and my ex-partner, like, we have both agreed on what was cheating. And then here you are being full on physical. <laughs> And it's like, you know, I can laugh about it now because I'm in a, such a great place in my life. And just, you know, I, I'm confident in myself. I feel good about myself. I'm happy where I'm at mentally. Definitely mentally, I'm in a way better place. So I can laugh about my trauma now. But obviously, back then, it was not a laughing matter. I was, you know, upset, sad, heartbroken, devastated. I can say it a thousand times. Because even still now, I don't really dwell on the past because you can't change it. What is the point? But I do have moments where I do think, like, I can't believe somebody did me that dirty, you know, because like I said, he had those girls pregnant before we moved in together and we lived together for like a year and a half. And it's like, how do you have a conscience when you're sleeping next to somebody for a year and a half knowing this, you know, but hey, that's just how some people get on. But that's not what I do. Um, like I said, I can laugh about it now because I'm past I'm past the pain and it doesn't really affect me anymore. No, and I couldn't agree with you more. I think it's very, you know, and you brought a really good point. You're, you're not going to be able to change that person. I think when you're young, you think that you can change people. And I think it's very a good point for our listeners to know that you can't change somebody. Somebody there, you can't. You can take a horse to the river, but you can't make it drink water. I think that's the saying. But like when I was in my past relationship, I thought this person could change for me or that I would be able to change this person. And it wasn't possible. Like, and then now that I'm older, it's like, you can't change anybody. If they don't want to change themselves, they're still going to keep doing what they're doing. And I think that's very important for people to, to take away from this. Yes, I agree. And a point on that is, you know, a person is only going to only going to do to you what you allow them to do. So if you find in your yourself in this cycle where you're with the same person and they're doing the same thing at a certain point in time, you have to look in the mirror and look at yourself and be like, why am I doing this to myself? Because at that point, that person has already shown you who they are. It's up to you whether you want to stay or not. And like Maya Angelou said, when somebody shows you who they are, believe them. I think that's what she said. Yes, <laughs> something like that. But I couldn't agree with you more. I think, uh, you know, looking back at my personal relationship, my past relationship, we broke up, we got back together, and I just kept allowing it to happen. But I know that if a close friend of mine would have come to me 
with the same situation that I was in, I would have told him, you need to walk away from that. But I was not doing that to myself. So I, it came to a point that I looked at myself and I was, you know, my mid twenties and I was like, what am I doing? I'm smarter than this. I'm better than this. I need to be a bigger person and I need to learn how to walk away and know that I'm better than this. You know, that we need to walk away from things. Yes. And you know what is so funny is that the guy that I told you that I had, you know, continued to hook up with for so many years, um, there comes a point where they always come back and you get to a point to where you're over that and you get to shut them down. And that's like the best feeling ever, because even the guy that I dated before my daughter's father with him, like, you know, after he cheated on me and did whatever, um, it was like, he tried to come back and I was over it. And cause I'm the type of person, like once I'm over you, don't try to come back because there's no saving, you know, like I'm one strike and you're out, <laughs> you know? So not necessarily, but cause you know, people make mistakes, but some things are worth forgiving, but some things are not worth forgiving, you know? And, um, so it's just important, you know, you know what you're willing to deal with. And like I said, if you find yourself in this cycle and you feel like you're a broken record, you probably are. And it's time for you to look yourself in the mirror and, you know, take a look into yourself and decide what it is that makes you happy, what it is that you want. And, you know, out with the old, in with the new, find you a new boo. Okay. There's plenty of people in the world. There's like billions of people, right? Why are you upset about one? There's no dick good enough to stay through cheating. Like, let me just put that out there. Amen. <laughs> anyway, um, well, I really appreciate you coming and the out. The tea that I'm getting now is amazing. <laughs> so. Girl, get out of here. Anyway, um, before we wrap this up, you know, I, I really appreciate you for coming out here. Um, but I want to go, you know, you and Jose have both been cheated on. And I, I really want to go back to your younger self. And I really want you to think, I have a, uh, a question that I want both of you guys to answer. If you could go back, you know, to your younger self, at, you know, right before you guys started your relationship um, with the person that cheated on you, would you go through that relationship again, learn your experiences again, or would you tell that younger self to stay the hell away from your ex? I'm going to say, yes, I would go through it again because I have my beautiful daughter. Um, and I would never wish that I didn't have her because she was my saving grace. You know, I needed her more than she needed me when I really think about it because she saved me. You know, she's the reason why I decided not to stay in the relationship because it's like, I have a young daughter. I don't want her to think that it's okay to stay with somebody like this, even though it's her father and she spends time with him. There's going to come a certain time in her life where she's going to want to know why we're not together. Most kids do ask that when parents are separated. And if she does, I don't have to go into detail, but I can let her know. But if I would have stayed with her dad and she was like, why is my sister nine months uh, different than me? And my brother is only a year older than me. Like you didn't have three kids in 14 months. Hell no, I didn't, you know? So, you know, I had... I want to show her that you can be a strong woman without a man. You do not need a man. Be independent. Whatever a man can get you, you can get your damn self. Amen, girl. You preaching today. We might as well just go to church. <laughs> Call me Pastor Raquel. <laughs> Amen. I mean, that's really a great question. And I think um, looking back, would I go through that again? I would say in my case, I would say no. I, it took a lot, a lot out of my younger years. Um, cause this was, this happened between like when I was 20 to 25, it took a lot of my young years away from me that I wished that I could go back and relive a lot of time with my family, a lot of time with my friends that I could have, you know, been doing other things, but I was crying over some guy that's cheating on me with somebody online. Um, you know, and no matter, you know, and he, he would love to buy me expensive things and, and, I don't know if for him that was kind of like a way of like, you know, I'm treating you well, but there's no gift in the world that's going to cure that heartache and that you're going through. So, no, I would not go put myself to that again. I would definitely tell myself you're better than this. You're worth you need to know your worth. And, you know, I didn't know at that point in my life, but I definitely wouldn't go through that ever again. 
Yes, like I agree and then I disagree because at the same time, it probably made you the person that you are today, you know, because going through what I did with um, my daughter's father, like I'm a no bullshit nonsense kind of person. Like if you, if I feel like you're fucking up, I'm going to let you know that and it's up to you whether you change, you get it together um, because I'm not going to wait around forever. You know, I know people who have been in eight year relationships and they're crying the same song. Like, I'm sorry, I'm not going to be crying the same song for eight years. You'd be lucky if I do for two years. Okay. Um, and even my friend now can tell you, like, you know, we've had our disagreements. And when he pisses me off, if he he knows, if he doesn't call me or text me, he's not getting a response from me. That's That's where I'm at in my life when it comes to relationships. If I feel like you did me wrong or if I feel a certain way, I'm going to let you know. And it's going to be up to you whether you make it right or not. And I'm, I'm not the kind of person that really hold it, holds grudges or anything like that. But just know that I have I, in my brain, you know, we have a memory. OK, so I'm tracking everything. But don't I'm to a point in my life, like I said, where I'm, I'm not sacrificing my happiness or my sanity for anybody. And if I feel like you're not delivering or being the person that I want you to be, don't expect me to wait around for long because I'm not. Exactly. You know, it's crazy. I really appreciate you for coming out and telling your story. You know, um, I think you you have a great point of view. And that's why I I believe we've been friends for so long, because we definitely understand and um, get each other. You know, my final thoughts on this cheating is that if someone's cheating on you and you find out, get out of that relationship. You're worth much more um, as a person, you know, it don't matter how unworthy you feel, how, you know, bad you feel, how, you know, because we all go through it, but you know, you have to have self-worth and get out of that relationship. You know, if you're, if you're listening and you're going through something crazy, you feel like your man's cheating, you know, find out because it's not good to live with that, you know, with that thing in your heart, um, and, and all that. And it's also important to know, like, if your partner is speaking to you, it's so important for you to listen. If if your partner is communicating to you certain things, like, it's important to, to take those things into consideration. You can't be a hard ass all the time. And sometimes that's where I find myself is I'm such a hard ass a lot of times because I don't want to be vulnerable because I feel like when you make yourself vulnerable, people take advantage. But you can't, you know, put your, pa- your past pain pain on, you know, new individuals that you involve yourself with. But, you know, yeah, definitely just stop the cycle if you're unhappy. Well, girl, I wish you the best. I really do. I hope that your new friend um, treats you well and that you live a long and healthy life with him. And, you know, I hope that you never have to go through that again. And I hope that the lessons that you've learned from your previous relationship will help you with anything moving forward. So, you know, that's my wish to you. Um, thanks for coming on the show. Jose, what do they have to do if they want to follow us on social media? Yes, definitely. So if you want to follow us on our social media, it's going to be Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram at BoyfriendTalk90. You can also email us at BoyfriendTalk90 at gmail.com. If, if you have any follow-up questions in regards to this episode, or just anything about if any, you want to discuss anything, head us up. Yeah, I would give you Raquel's social media, but she ain't got any, so. <laughs> yeah, I'm lame. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but everyone, thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we'll catch you next time. Mm-hmm.